Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on garages. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital and teach you the $10 fixes before the $10,000 hammer hits you. We have Heidi Hansen. I just love joining your show because I learn every time we're together. This segment, we want to talk about garage doors. This is another one of those subjects where you have homeowners that are completely unaware of the thousand ways that their children could be injured or they could even die as a result of that garage door not being right. So you certainly want to do your maintenance on the garage door. First thing I want to cover is the springs themselves. Now, in the older sorts of garage doors, you're going to have a set of springs that actually stretches when the garage door closes. Okay. The idea being that this garage door without springs is going to weigh a lot of pounds. Exactly. Let's just pull a number out of the air and let's say that it's 100 pounds. Oh, and I, I'm guessing that's really underestimating it, don't you yeah. think? And so imagine what I tell my home inspection clients is you don't want your garage door to turn into a guillotine. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have the springs right, you're going to or let's say the springs break or whatever, you're going to have this 100-pound guillotine that is going to crush anything that happens to be in, that, in its way. Maybe that's your car, maybe it's one of your belongings, maybe it's one of your children, maybe it's you. Yeah. So the, the springs themselves, they need to be in good shape. If you've got the old ones that extend when the garage is closed, that's an old system and you pretty much just need to re replace it. How long have those been around? Like, What, what would oh, our homeowners be looking for? Years. Uh, I'm going to go for the 1980s, maybe earlier. Okay. And those have been around. What you want to have in the updated system is the coil springs that are usually found uh, above the garage door itself, and those are going to tighten as the doors go down. Oh, all right. The idea being that the more the door goes down, the heavier it is, and the spring is going to counterbalance the weight of the garage door because they're tight. Oh, that makes sense. I always wondered how those worked. The idea being, again, that if you were to disengage the garage door from the opener, and sometimes you need to do that. For yeah. example, if there's a power outage and you still need to get to work, you can disengage the door from the opener, pull that chain. Usually it's a red rope that's, that's there on the, uh, on the door opener itself. And then you can lift that. Now, if the springs are in the proper condition you can lift that very easily and the door will stay in whatever position you leave it you know something to think about this is just an experience we had we had a, a handle on the side edge of our door and we were manually opening it well doing that actually pulled it off kind of off kilter so when you are doing it manually you really want to open it from the center if possible it should not matter but apparently it did, it did. to it your did. house it did it did the middle is actually where I test all of the garage doors that I do as part of my home inspection. So, yes, you could sideways it that way. And, and especially if the, if the rollers are old, that's, that could cause problems. Ours right. were a little ungreased. And then I think the kids were kind of pulling it quickly and forcing it down quickly. So. Should we talk about grease? Sure, let's do. Let's do, because that was something I didn't know, is that those certain springs. So you have had a garage door technician come out. 
Tell me a little bit about what you saw him do. He did. And that was after we had this incident where the garage came off the tracks. Something got messed up and it was not moving like it should. And it was twisted sideways a little bit. So he came out and said that we needed to grease the springs. And I didn't have any awareness of that. But they are the second type of springs you mentioned. Not the really old style, but the others that do help with the tension at the bottom. He got a grease gun and got up there and greased it. So grease could be a grease gun like your technician did. Grease can also be WD-40. Right, which may be the easier choice, right? <laughs> Definitely easier for me. I don't want to get that grease all over my hands. Yeah. <laughs> so basically you want to grease any moving part. So the rails themselves are not moving parts, but the, the wheels that you see and, and they're where they roll, the springs themselves are a moving part and they, they need to be adjusted or greased from time to time as well. WD-40 is magic, isn't it? It's amazing what that can do. That and duct tape. That and duct tape. <laughs> Fix anything. So the disengaged chain, I mentioned that briefly, but there should be a chain or a rope or something that allows you to disengage the garage door from the opener. It'll usually be above the door and on the rail that goes from the door itself where the door is down to the door opener. You should be able to see that. Sometimes they'll have this little two-inch chain there, and the garage door opener is 12 feet up. Uh, and not even a basketball player yeah, can get to that. Yeah, can't reach it. So it's got to be accessible for at least an adult in the family. I don't know if we need the little kids doing that. Or you have a handy, I've got a really lightweight little aluminum ladder in my garage. It comes in handy for stuff like that. You'll want to use your aluminum ladder to put up a chain that you can reach from the ground. Well, there you go. One thing that comes to mind is I know an individual who, when he was a child, he used to actually place his body underneath the garage door as it was closing <laughs> to prove what a manly man boy he was. <laughs> he's still alive, right? And he, right. He's still he's alive survived. and married to my daughter. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I'm glad he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the brain oh. damage runs deep in, in a lot of the children. He'll, he'll be the first one to admit. And you let him marry your daughter. I'm I didn't find out about that story until <laughs> it was too late. It was done. <laughs> he's a good guy. The, another way to have your family be potentially damaged or your pets or whatever, there is a pressure sensor on the garage door opener itself. That sensor often gets turned down and down some more, or sometimes it just doesn't work. If that sensor is not working, its purpose is to detect when there's somebody or something in the way and then reverse the door. Quite often people disable that. And that's the one that's down by the lower part of the door, right? On no, that is going is that to be the, your the hand, photo sensor. And that's another one of those safety items. Actually, the pressure sensor is up in the garage door opener where your photo sensors are those two little eyeballs that are staring at each other on the bottom. Okay. And they're both safety items, and you need them both because the photo sensors do a good job, but they're, let's say that they're placed at six inches. Right. They're in a different plane than the door itself. They're a couple of inches away, so they could still allow something to be crushed. Oh. As the door goes down. So you need both. And then the pressure sensor again, the official test I was trained to do back when I started doing home inspections yes. was to actually place a roll of toilet paper in the way of the garage door. And if the pressure sensor did not detect that toilet paper roll and reverse, then it would crush a child. 
Wow. So it's faulty if it can't. I mean, you think about it, though. A child's neck. I mean, I hate to be so yeah. visual, but pretty, pretty soft tissue there. And neck you're right. or even um, a rib cage yeah, or a stomach. Go. It's a good thing that my son-in-law's dad actually had his maintenance done right. Yeah. Or things would have been much different. Yeah, I had a neighbor who actually inactivated the little photo sensing lights. Uh-huh. His wife was very upset with him. They, they were having some serious marital issues about it because he felt it was more convenient. He was less concerned about children or pets, and they didn't happen to have any. But they're, of course, they're neighbors you have to worry about. Note to self. <laughs> if you are more concerned about convenience for yourself and less concerned about your family remaining alive. Or even your neighbor's children, right? Then you might <laughs> want to take another look at your thought process. <laughs> okay, that'll wrap it up for this particular segment. You are now master of your mansion, even if your mansion is just a teepee in the uh, forest. If you need more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. That's homemedicusa.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you. Everybody else, yeah, they're taken.